Fight fans, welcome to another edition of Combat Planet. This is Sergio Martinez, and of course, I have my co-host, La Leyenda, Mr. Mike Michael, joining me. Mike, how are you doing yeah, today? Hi, Serge. Everything very well, thank you. Uh, um, it's uh, really exciting every time I, I do this show. I, I just love it. Yeah, I know, Mike. It's a nice way to stay in boxing, right, without all the bullshit. Yeah, sure is, sure is. Yeah, and, and as we both know, there's a lot of bullshit in the business of boxing. So anyway, Mike. Oh, there's so much bullshit, I think everybody's floating away, you know what I mean, sir? You know? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, Mike. But, you know, there is there is a good-looking fights on the horizon and everything, so let's get jump right into it. This past weekend, we had um, another, you know, of the young, lightweight titleist, if you will, um, in Devin Haney. Um, undefeated kid, 21 years old. Unfortunately for him, he w- didn't really cause the buzz or the excitement, Mike. You know, that um, guys like Teofimo Lopez, you know, Tank Davis, the guys that are there around 130, 135 in the past two, three weeks. This was almost kind of a letdown weekend, and that's nothing against Haney. We had talked about that, but he did face the some people would say the ageist one, I say the age fool one in Yorkis Gamboa. The fight went twelve rounds, Mike. Um dominating performance by Devin Haney, no question about it. But I think in many ways, to many people's eyes, a disappointing uh, performance. Um Gamboa who, you know, is very well acquainted with the canvas. He's been down like I don't know, two hundred and fifty thousand times in his career. Um, he always gets up though. But Haney wasn't able to put him down to the ground or anything, Mike. Um uh, it went twelve rounds. Haney clearly won. But tell me what your thoughts on Haney Gamboa, what you saw from Haney that you liked and you know, what you saw that you didn't really like out of Haney, and where does he go from here at at 135 pounds? Uh, well, as you were talking there about this fight, I started to yawn, and that is how I felt the fight went. You know, I felt like I was like I took a sleeping pill. You know, you know, after the past few weeks of all the exciting action that we've uh, witnessed, and you know, the birth of a superstar and so forth, uh, this was a complete deflation of you know of what we were used to seeing okay even even the, the british boxing you know uh uh how should i say it to you windmill brutal you know like street fights that that we saw okay um were more exciting than this okay i mean it's just uh I, I, there's not too much you can really say to be able to um to um, describe what we saw, except, you know, just boring, boring, boring. That's really the bottom line. And I think that uh, Devin Haney is not able to, you know, not bore people. It's just the way that he fights. It's not to say he's not a good fighter, okay? He's just an extremely uh, safety-first guy that doesn't really engage with force doesn't have any punching power, okay, he's got good footwork, you know, uh, he's got fast hands, but that's it, you know what I mean, um, we saw, you know, um, uh, a, a 6,000 year old, you know, uh, Yorokis Gamboa, okay, come in, you know, um, and, and, and and basically do what, do what Gamboa does, which is, you know, stay the route, give everybody, you know, a, uh, a fair crack, and uh, I I kind of like thought to myself, if uh, Gamboa was like five six years younger, okay, um, he would have given a, an extremely forceful fight, and we know that he's got punching power, even though he's a far far more sc- uh, smaller guy, and his correct fighting weight has seen better days years ago, but I think he would have given. Uh, uh, um, Haney, all kinds of trouble. I really believe that. Okay, right. Um, he could, okay, he couldn't put him away, uh, and it was just not uh, beneficial. This fight—that's the right word, I should say. Right, the fight was not beneficial. Okay, he got a, he got a W, but so what? What did it, what did it really achieve? In my uh, humble opinion, I don't think it achieved too much apart from 
giving him a a 10 round workout okay but that's really about it you know i mean he could have probably got a harder a harder uh workout in, in a if he employed good sparring partners you know i, I just don't I, I just don't i don't think that fighting this smaller guy and going to the point of being safe by fighting a smaller guy like gamboa i don't think it did his credibility any good and you know i i I believe that you know it was it was really worth taking this this fight with this kind of fighter, okay? We like like I said, we we know uh, Gamboa's durable. I mean, that's really the the the, the bottom line, you know, the the, the 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 tail of the tape, the story in one, isn't it really? I uh, I don't really I can't really yeah. I can't really say too many things apart from how we describe uh, Haney. Uh, no, 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 isn't it? That's what we that's what we've uh, come to the conclusion, and that only solidifies the no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Uh, so again, again, I don't want to sound like I'm against Haney because I'm not against any fighter. Okay, but I mean, if you compare this this fighter to Lopez, I mean, there's no comparison. I mean, you know, can this guy go in and fight Lomachenko? No comparison. Can this guy beat Javante Davis? After what we saw last week, uh, what Davis produced, absolutely not. I think Davis hits too hard. His uh, his counter punching is impeccable. Okay, right. And I think I think he actually uh, TKOs or knocks or knocks out Haney. To be honest with you, but you know, but probably Haney just run for ten rounds or something or twelve rounds. You know, that's what would happen. But I don't think he can actually keep Davis off. <laughs> He couldn't even. He couldn't keep Davis off. Yeah. You know, truly, he couldn't do that. You know, and that's and that's how you I know, sum Mike. it up. That's how I sum it up, Sergio. Yeah, I know, no, I get it, Mike. But when you said the six thousand year old Gamboa, I pictured him being, you know, pulled out of a coffin and then being like unwrapped or something like a mummy. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, 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 well I mean, you know, I mean, let, let, let's let's call it how it is. I mean, you know, uh, Gamboa was a force to be reckoned with when he was fighting at 126 pounds, okay, right? A force, okay, right? And we know that. Okay, we know yeah. we know his chin has never been the most credible chin in the world. Like you said, he's been he's been on the deck, you know, 250 times. Maybe he, maybe you need to add a couple of more noughts on the end of that, right? Okay, but but you know, uh, you know, we, we we know he hasn't had he had does not possess the greatest of chins, but. It, you know the, the guy is small. He's a small guy, okay, right? And um, it, it was evident that you know uh, Gamboa was trying, but you know that's it. That's what you saw. I mean, Gamboa's got nothing left, does he? Really, apart from picking up paydays from his name, and that's really the bottom line. But Haney is proclaiming himself to be the next, uh, you know, coming of boxing, okay? Which is what he keeps telling us all the time. Um, I didn't see the next coming of boxing. I just, I just wanted to go to bed. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I was, I, 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 I actually felt exhausted, and you know, and was uh, watching the fight. You know, for, uh, for a sleepy slumber. You know, to be honest with you. So, so you know, that's, that's Mike. And, and and I, I, yeah. My question is this, right? And it's the obvious question. And I mean, I guess you pretty much answered it, but I'm going to ask you more directly. Okay, manager's hat here, or promoter hat. Let's get your promoter hat on here, okay? You got this guy. He's like, what, 21, 23? He's a very young guy. He's a quote-unquote champion. It was given to him by email, but he has a belt, you know. Um, he's in a very rough division, you know, in 135. Um but even 140, because a lot of these 35-pound guys that are there can move up to 140 also. So he's in a very rough situation. What do you do with him? Like, he's already a champion. You're trying to get him into whether he's legitimate or not as a champion. That doesn't matter. He has a belt. Um, you're trying to get him into a bigger fight. But like what you said, it's a no, no, no in your in your opinion from what you see. So where do you go with him? I mean, do you throw him in with, with Teofimo if you can get that fight? Or I, what is it? Do you try to wait out for Ryan Garcia, see if he's maybe the more vulnerable? What what do you do with Devin Haney at this stage? Well, uh, there's not too much you can do. I mean, uh, if you saw the statements that... Um, 
Lopez's father made after after the um, the Haney fight, he said, you know, we're, we don't really want to have anything to do with that. I mean, you know, and I don't blame him. I mean, wh- why would you? Okay, you know, you know, what what does yeah. Lopez have to prove by beating that caliber of fighter or that style of fighter that he can fight anybody? I mean, we already know the conclusion of the fight. If Lopez uh, fights Haney, I mean, it will Haney a run. Lopez will, you know, uh, uh, I'll break him down, okay. Walk him down, okay. And it will be it will be a, a very messy kind of fight because Haney be holding and mauling for dear life in there, okay. Because that's all he can really do against yeah. someone like uh, like um, uh, Lopez, and, you know. And and it will be a very very ugly fight in my opinion. That's what I think it will be. Right? I don't think um, yeah. it will be a, you know it will be messy. It will be holding. It will be clinching. It will be you know, Lopez not being able to get his shots off because this guy's trying to smother him and, and running. It, it, will, it will be a horrible fight. So uh, the only thing that I personally believe will happen with this guy, is, or the only shot they really have, is to actually make this guy mandatory, okay? Because, um, okay. because yeah. you know, I, I, I don't see Ryan Garcia fighting Haney, okay. Why? Why would he? I mean, he doesn't need Haney. Why would he waste that kind of um, uh, fight to go into uh, uh, a, a fighting style like Haney's, which would which would probably be a similar situation to what I described in a Lopez fight. So, you know, I think Haney's got very very big problems, okay, promotional wise. And I, I think that he's not doing himself any favours, but what else can he actually do? So the direction is mandatory, really, okay? Any promoter would would not really throw too much money into promoting that style of a fighter because, you know, it's going to cost, you know, a fortune and he's not going to really regain what he's putting in there. Can you see this kid being a pay-per-view guy? Can you see this kid carry, no, no. carrying a big Las Vegas show? I mean, you know, look, no. look at the undercard that that was on at this show. I mean, it, it was it was not even, in my opinion, Sergio, it was a very poor. I won't say what level it is because otherwise I'm going to get I'm going to get chastised. Okay, right? But let's say let's use this term. It was a very very poor undercard, and that was really all they could afford. Because probably Haney's side was was pigging out all the money, you know what I mean? And there's not, and there probably wasn't that much money there. So, I mean, uh, yeah. it's got to be, in my opinion, mandatory for this guy. That's the only shot this guy's got. Unless, well, my, uh, sorry, sir. Unless this guy shows us that he has another side to him. But I'm asking you this question now. Do you think that would be likely or evident that we would see a different kind of uh, fighter than what we saw um, on on Saturday? Could he could he show us what Lopez showed us that he can actually box instead of going in and like Lopez goes in and blitzes everybody? You know because um, yeah, I, my opinion. I don't think so. What's your opinion, Sergio? Let me know. No, no, I, I agree with you, Mike. Look, here's the way that I see, in order for Haney to quote-unquote, you know, reach stardom, I think that he needs to take the Bernard Hopkins route to where it's who he fights. He, like when Hopkins, you know Hopkins, Mike Hopkins, he became not really a pay-per-view guy, but he was on several pay-per-views because of who he fought. It wasn't his style that got him there, but when he beat Trinidad at 160, that's what made him at least be able to reach pay-per-view, you know, to fight Oscar. But again, it's who he was fighting. It was never actually Bernard, and that's the way I see Haney. Haney has talent, Mike, but he's not he's no Bernard Hopkins, don't get me wrong. I don't think he can beat any of the top guys. But that to me, that's his only chance to get a he can never carry a big show, in my opinion. I think you're absolutely right when you say that. You know, he just doesn't have the style for it, Mike. Well well you know, well, so. you know Sergio, that I personally know Hopkins. I've known Bernard for many, many years 
and we've done loads of shows together when he was with Golden Boy, ESPN, Showbox, you know, Showtime. You know, we, we I've worked very closely with Bernard, okay? And I knew him even when he was fighting as well, okay? Um, Bernard uh, was, was, as you know, Sergio, known for his dirty fighting tactics, okay? You know, the thumbs in the eye, you know, the hitting in below the belt, you know, the rubbing of the glove in the face, the headbutts, you know, the, the uh, kicking in the shins and what, and etc. and so forth. Okay, right. So, so you know, he had he had some kind of markability on those things, but Haney, I don't see anything of anything yeah. at all. I mean, you know, what can he actually do? And and it's a shame because he's a very technically gifted boxer. Okay, he has. Good technique, okay, right? But it's, there's no flair. There's no. There's nothing that can entice anybody to want to watch this guy, you know. Unfortunately for him, okay. And again, I don't say that that uh, that I want to. I want to give this guy a bad a bad rap here, okay, right? I'm just calling it how I feel, what I saw. Yeah. I don't see how he's going to pull in. 10,000 people or 15,000 people. How on earth would he do that? How on earth would he be able to go on pay-per-view and do, let's use a minimum, okay? Could he do 100,000 buys? Could he do 250,000 buys? Could he do half a million buys? Could he do 50,000 buys? Okay, right? I mean, you know, there, there, are, there is a very, very serious problem that needs to be addressed in regards to how this guy is carried. But I'll tell you how they would do it, Sergio. They would keep on um, piggybacking him onto, you know, solid main events. Because that's the only chance they've got of basically, uh, you know, covering their their, their, their um, um, outlay with this guy. So if, you look, if they're looking to put this uh, guy on as a big major headliner, I don't think it would be viable. But if you're looking to put him on on a major fight card, major main event, and put him on as an undercard in a decent fight, I think you could just about scrape through with that, you know what I mean? Because it will be forgiven, yeah. it will be forgiven because of the quality of the main event, you know? I think that's that's where this yeah. should go. But as far as anything else, I think this guy's got to be a mandatory to be able to get his shots. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, Mike, I still, again, we still have a lot to learn from Ryan Garcia, which I think we're going to learn a good portion on December 5th when he meets Kuhan uh, Luke Campbell. Uh, but if he passes that test, which I think he's going to pass very well, if he does, I just don't see Haney being at any of those top guys' level. Uh, Tank Davis, um, uh, Ryan Garcia, well, if Ryan passes his test again, or definitely not Lopez. So we'll see what's in store for him. And like you said, it is unfortunate because the guy can fight, Mike, but he's just he just doesn't capture the the I don't know the the like excitement or anything. You know, it's it's just it's it was almost a letdown this week. You know, to see after all the three weeks that we've had, it was almost a letdown. You know, so well, well, well um, just, and just on the last note, I mean, even in the pre-fight build-up and in the post-fight press conference. I mean, it was just, you know, very bland. It wasn't, there was nothing, you know, I don't know, but Sergio, it, it was like, uh, I, I don't know, the, the kid needs, um, I, I don't know, I think he needs a good a good PR guy, you know what I mean? You know, this guy, you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, you're like, you're almost like, you know what, screw it, I'm just going to give up trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, we, we, we took completely unknown fighters that couldn't fight even, yeah. even you know, 15 or 20% of what Haney can fight, and we turned them into, uh, you know, um, viable commodities, okay, by using the right PR. This kid's got excellent boxing technique, but, you know, he's, he's just, he, he, you just go flat when you watch this guy, don't you? You know, I mean, that's how I felt anyway, you know, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they should, instead of his nickname's a dream, they should call him the ambient. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I mean, we're, I mean, we really beat this guy up. I mean, I mean, in, 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 in all honesty, let, let's look at the good side of this guy. I mean, he does have good boxing ability. He does have fast hands, okay? He, do, he yeah. does put combinations together crisply, okay, right? But there's, there's, 
just absolutely nothing behind anything he does. And I think that he's the kind of guy that is going to come up against some Mexican of, of, of you know, that is going to be supposedly an easy fight and he's going to get beat the, beat the hell up because, you know, a guy could just walk through everything, everything this guy throws, Sergio, and just put the pressure on you. You could take three, four shots to land two, okay, and keep coming at him like Rocky Lockridge, you know what I mean? Let's say he fights a, rock, yeah, a Rocky Lockridge type of guy, right? Okay, and I always refer back to Rocky Lockridge, okay, right? Because Rocky, you know, he boxed Tony the Tiger Lopez, as you know, okay, right? And and but Tony the Tiger Lopez, he had pop, you know. What I mean, you know, he he was staying in the pocket and and going going up and down, up and down, up and down. But Rocky was was like uh, taking three, four shots to put two in. And was grinding them out. I mean, so what is what would Haney do if he came up against a Rocky Lockridge? You know what I mean? Type of style of guy, you know? Yeah, no, no. No, and, and you're right, Mike. Just on the last note, I want to make it clear, too. The kid can fight. We're not we're not trying to yeah. beat him up or anything. It's just he's in a tough he's in a tough situation, cool, Mike. Cool. And he's in a, yeah, he's in a tough era and in a very tough weight division, you know. So, yeah, it, 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 you know, hopefully. It feels yeah. like he's in a no-win situation. I mean, if he came, if he came across a 135-pound Marcus Maidana, okay, right? Oh, my God, Sergio. Marcus Maidana style yeah. of guy would just completely absorb. He would say, "I'm taking all this. I'm going to walk. This, I'm going to tear this boy out." That's that's what that kind of thing would happen. And, and I can see that at some stage. And I say this regrettably and unfortunately, I can see something like that happening at some stage because the kid's been a little bit uh, protected to some degree. Because, in my opinion, in my opinion, and uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to get involved in their promotion or their management. If I was his manager, I would never have taken a Gamboa fight. I think that, I think yeah, that, I, I think that fight did damage him. That's what I think that did, okay? Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's getting a lot of criticism for sure, Mike, the way it went. So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right on that. But we'll see, Mike, we'll wish him, you know, well, hopefully everything works out for him. But moving on here, Mike, to this weekend, um, let's go first with a DAZN card. There's an all-female card, uh, DAZN, and, of course, it's by one of my favorite, I believe, your favorite fighters, not just female, just for me, it's fighter in general. Katie Taylor, she's going to go ahead and, and uh, defend her undisputed lightweight title. She's going up against the Spaniard, Miriam Gutierrez. She is undefeated, Miriam Gutierrez, 13-0, 5 KOs. Um, but she's uh, it, it's a mandatory, um, I believe, in this one. Or, or I believe that Gutierrez has either an interim belt or something like that. So that's why this fight is happening. On that undercard, they do have Terry Harper as well. So I think that obviously they're setting it up, Mike you know, um, for, for a fight between Taylor and Harper. But let's talk about Katie Taylor, Mike, because yesterday off, off the mic, you and I were having a conversation, and you, you thought that um, this is too quick for Taylor uh, to come back as she recently fought, what, maybe two, two months ago against Delphine Pursun, the rematch, which was another um, brutal, brutal battle. I think it happened in August. So coming back now again in, in November, Mike, um, so what do you think about this uh, as far as Taylor goes? Is this a good idea to bring her back considering that she's been in nothing but meat grinders, you know, for 16 fights? Um, and how do you see this playing out on Saturday? Well, if I was the manager, I wouldn't do that. I would give her a, a break until February 221. I think she earned it, regardless if she was off, off prior to that uh, due to COVID and so forth. Um the Pasol fight was, uh, uh, a, you know, you, you've got some, some the male fighters don't go through a meat grinder like that, okay, right? So I think that, yeah. I think that they're, they're, not, they're not doing her any favours, okay? I think that Katie, due to her extensive amateur career and the hard-fought battles that she's had, I think that um, if they're not careful, that one night it just may all catch up with her. And you have to, you know, give uh, a warrior like Katie time to heal, time to regenerate, regardless of her warrior spirit of wanting to get straight back into the ring again and show everybody that she's uh, still got it or whatever. You, I, I think that you have to be um, 
are responsible to stop her from being, you know, detrimental to herself. Okay, right. And again, I'm not saying that she's short. I'm not saying that there's that she has. But if they're not careful, okay, the, the it's going to be that the 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 speedometer. Okay, right. It's going to start showing that mileage. Okay, right. And and you want to avoid that. Okay. Um, I don't think that this fight's going to be. Well, let's put it this way. This fight shouldn't be a difficult fight, but you never know. This this uh, this other other female fighter may show up, you know, and want to, you know, take it to Katie, and then she's all of a sudden she's in a she's in another war with a fighter. Okay, that is relatively not, you know, in her league, isn't it, Sergio? You know. So I I I I, yeah. I, I just think I just feel that. You know, you've got to you've got to tread carefully with Katie and give her her time, so she's able to rest, recuperate, come back reinvigorated, and give the performances that she can. Okay, um, um, in the right in the right way, so she can take these these fights that she wants to take. Okay, but still have enough left enough left. Okay, right to to perform. You know, as best as she can. Now, now. If you talk to a trainer, you talk to a manager, a promoter, you talk to Katie herself, they're gonna, they're probably gonna turn around and say that if they, if they heard what I just said, they're probably gonna turn around and say I'm talking a crock of nonsense, okay, right? But that is, that is not being honest, okay, right? And that is a fighter, for example, you know, of course, wanting to fight everybody, because every fighter, okay, especially at Katie's level feel that they can beat any anyone on the planet okay right but the the team behind her okay needs to properly analyze everything because you see with katie it's not about money because katie's up there and she's making money okay right she she's a she's a draw she's a marquee okay so you have to be able to protect her from herself and not allow the greed for the for the financial side of it, step in, okay, by the managers stroking Katie and agreeing with her, the trainers doing the same and so forth. You know, you have to kind of like, you know, put put the put the, the choke chain on her and say, stop. Let's have a rest, okay, right? You had that hard fight. Uh, in the last the last opponent came on like a like a train okay yes you clearly won the fight we know that but nonetheless it was really no different from the from the previous time that you boxed her on the Joshua undercard okay so how many of those fights can somebody have and keep performing okay like they haven't had hard fights so you know you've got to be able to you know uh, distinguish and and understand and acknowledge and respond to what needs to be done. And I feel that Katie deserved to sit the year out, okay, and have a nice 221, take three fights in that year, okay, and come back like a locomotive train, you know what I mean? And I think that, that yeah. that's what I would have done, okay, right? And, and she would have made the same money, she probably would have made more money. Okay, right? You know, so, it, again, I say, it's not even about the money with Katie, because she's already making money, you know? That's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. No, no, yeah, and and I think, and I mean, let's let's be honest, Mike, Katie Taylor, it doesn't matter who she's in there with, unless she gets a quick knockout, which that's not what she's known for. I mean, she, she goes to war with, like, heavy bags, you know? That's just who she is, exactly. you know what I mean? Exactly, so, Sergio, exactly. Yeah, check, yeah. Chances are we're going to see another war, Mike. Now, real quick, I'm just going to mention it because she's on the undercard, and I think that they're on a collision course, so I want to get your take on it. Terry Harper's on that same card. She's uh, defending her super featherweight title um, uh, against also an undefeated fighter, Mike. But my question to you is, if both of these fighters uh, come out with victories, is this, I mean, is, is it inevitable, Mike, that we're going to see a Harper-Taylor um, fight uh, in, in 2021 or what's your take on that yeah i think i think that's potentially what the direction of both these girls uh is going i think they're on a i think they're on a collision course um i would not truly underestimate harper 
as you know, Sergio, she's got a lot of grit, okay, and she'll get stuck in, and she'll and she'll she'll come to fight. And I think that uh, there will be a major point to be proven in this big British showdown, okay? You know, uh, Katie's from uh, from Ireland. Um, um, uh, the other girls from Doncaster, okay, right? So uh, you're talking about that's a, that's a pretty big showdown, you know, UK versus Ireland, okay, right? So I can see I can I can see that um, the challenge will be extremely, or excuse me, the challenger will be extremely prepared and will come to fight, okay? And I tell you. It will, it will be, it, that'll probably be as hard a fight as a Pasol fight, Sergio. I'm telling you that now. Yeah, no, no. I believe you, Mike. I, I go back to the same thing. I don't think Katie Taylor uh, is is capable of anything but hard fights, which is one of the reasons, you know me, I'm a degenerate for that stuff. So <laughs> one of the reasons why I, st- I do like her. And I would say you are right. If they both win, Mike, this Saturday, um, I think Terry Harper, if that fight is made in 22, is a very live dog. Oh, definitely. You know, in Defe- that, definitely. Definitely, Sergio. I mean, yeah, no. you know, uh, Taylor versus Harper is is uh, you, uh, England versus Ireland, okay, right? And you're talking about a girl that's uh, in Harper that is from the north of England, okay, right? And they're tough down there. They're tough. And as you've seen, this girl, she's, she can really get stuck in, as they say, right, in UK uh, terminology, Okay, and um, and she will get stuck in, and and I I I think it will be a, a a brutal hard fight, and I think Taylor will have to pull out, you know, um, you know, a a, a gut wrencher, you know what I mean, as they say. Uh, um, uh, yeah. I think it will be just be an extremely hard fight unless Taylor goes in, you know, and just blasts blasts uh, Harper out. Now, is that likely? Maybe. But I don't think so, Turge. You know what I mean? So I think we would yeah, probably, probably be in for a very, very exciting fight. But um, I agree with you. That's the reason why Harper's on the undercard. And I think that's a, that's a major collision course. That is, yeah? Hey, Mike, at any chance because of what you said, you know, the dynamics, England, England Ireland, you know, two, two top fighters, all that, any chance that they would not have fans in the stands or, or you think that they would wait because I'm assuming this is like you could probably fill out a soccer stadium couldn't you with what you just mentioned yeah you could Sergio but I mean you know let, we have to be realistic I mean uh, putting putting bums on seats I mean look, look, well they did that the other day in um, in uh, San Antonio okay right but you need a you need a uh, a venue that big so they, yeah they might be able to do that Sergio depending Depending where, okay, and depending on. on I mean, Mike, if if you're the promoter, yeah, Mike, if you're the promoter, would you wait until it's back open up, or, or you know, to make that fight, or would you push forward on 2021, even if it was with limited fans, or would you wait until you could have a full house? Well, I don't know if I'm ever going to have a full a full house because until a vaccine is uh is put on the table, okay, right? Nobody knows. uh, the the future of any kind of sport or anything to be honest with you so yeah so you know I would see you know what TV money's available what sponsorship money's available and I think the fight has to get made I mean you know for, let's say for example uh, you can't you can't do an open house for the whole of two twenty one what are you gonna do wait to put it on in two twenty two say these girls get knocked yeah, these girls yeah. have to each fight anyway in two twenty one say they get knocked yeah. say they get knocked off so you know. Uh, yeah, the the fight has to be made, you know, uh, as 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 soon as it can visibly be made, okay, with the right kind of money on the table, okay, because you know, look, look yeah. at the, you know, you 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 had the Astrodome, and they only put ten ten thousand people. How many does the Astrodome hold? Fifty thousand people, is it, Sergio? The, yeah, the the Alamo, Alamo. Dome, yeah, fifty thousand. Right, so so yeah. the Alamo yeah. Dome holds fifty thousand people, and and due to social distancing. They could only put ten thousand people in there. The dynamics don't don't yeah. work out. Now you still can't. You you got to take uh, the, into consideration the safety of the fans as well. So even with um, with uh, ten thousand people, when I when I saw the the fight, uh, uh, David Santa Cruz, nobody was social distancing there. They didn't get when they, once the the uh, the, the, <laughs> the adrenaline was pumping, nobody gave a crap about social distancing. So. So you know you've got this this th- 
thing to contend with where you can't push people into, you know, um, um, uh, uncompromising positions without them realising that they're, they're committed these uncompromising situations. You understand what I mean? So, 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 yeah, so yeah. the fight has to go on ASAP, in my opinion, uh, because other, otherwise, yeah. um, each fighter risks getting knocked off because because Harper is vulnerable as well. You know, she had a a hard yes. fight, okay, in her last fight, so you know she could get knocked off as well. So you know, um, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, 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 demographics, uh, not demographics. Uh, um, uh, uh, what should I say? There's a lot of angles on this fight that you need to examine. You know. Yeah, no, no, I get it, Mike, and I think that because of what you said, there there'll be more than enough sponsorship money there I anyway. Think so yeah. To where they they'll yeah okay no no fair enough, Mike. Okay, moving on here, Mike. ESPN's gonna have the return of Terence Bud Crawford in many people's eyes, the pound for pound top fighter in the world right now. He's gonna be facing Special K Kel Brook, a guy from your neck of the woods, Mike. Um, it's gonna be in Las Vegas in the top rank bubble. So real quick on this one, my personal take, this is not, I mean, unless Crawford just comes in completely sleeping on him, and even then, I don't think this is going to be a very difficult fight. I don't think it's going to go the distance. I think Crawford's just too much, and I think Brooke is too battered and beaten at this time, Mike. But give me your take on Crawford and um, um, Brooke uh, for this Saturday. Okay, well, first and foremost, Crawford is pound for pound, one of the top two or three fighters in the world, right? No question about it, okay, right? Now, um, the only problem that you're ever going to see with Crawford is the older he gets is what, you know, can he still perform in the same way that he was performing at, say, you know, five fights ago or six fights ago, okay, right? So that's, that's the only danger that may be on the table. Having said that, even uh, a Bud Crawford um, aging, I think, is still, you know, a force to be reckoned with for anybody. Unless you've got, you know, someone like uh, a Lopez that's hungry coming up, you know, and ready to lock horns and is live. Okay, as we know, okay, then that would that would serve a, a in my opinion, um, a bit of trouble for someone like Crawford. But apart from that. If Crawford hasn't slipped in any way, I don't think practically anybody can actually beat him, Sergio. He is an extremely, extremely talented fighter. And um, Kel Brook, okay, has seen far, far more better days, okay. Um, he's never been right, you know, for quite some time, okay. And, uh, you know, I think he's, he's doing what he needs to do uh, by cashing himself out getting whatever he can, you know, he's got rid of uh, Dominic Ingle, which I thought was a very big mistake, because Dominic Ingle raised him, raised him in the fight game, and he's, he's doing his own preparation and so forth, and probably all of that is, is due to financial, you know, uh, financial obligations and so forth, okay, right, that, that um, Brooke probably doesn't want to make, which I understand that, he wants to, he wants to um, cash out as much as he can, but at the same time, okay, Someone like Dominic Ingle is a very, very competent trainer in this country, okay, and has had this guy from day one, should still be with him till the end. That's called loyalty, okay, right, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. right. So yeah, yeah. so you know, by all, all this going it alone and you know, not want not wanting to do A, B or C D and I'm only and I'm, by the way, this is off the record here. I'm only assuming I could be completely wrong. They could, they pop, they could just hate each other for some reason, or or something else could have taken place. Okay, right? But normally, in the fight business, a fighter that reaches the end of the road eliminates everybody, management, trainers, and whatever else, and just tries to 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 hold on to as much cash as he probably can. So this would be by far, you know, um, the biggest payday that he could probably get at the stage of his career that he's at, and. That's yeah. what he's trying to do, in my, in my humble opinion. Again, this by no means uh, am I saying this is exactly what what it is. I'm saying what I assume or what I what what yeah. could take what could have taken place. Okay, right. But you know, at the end of the day, 
let's face it, can can Brook pull off uh, an upset? Only if he if he catches Crawford with uh, a magic punch, okay, that would KO him. Do I see that? Do I see Brook winning? Which the likelihood of that is, in my opinion, mission impossible. You know. Yeah. So you see this fight not going the distance with uh, Crawford uh, putting Brook out, Mike? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't see that going the distance, and and plus. I think that Kell Brook is going to be extremely weight weakened because he's, he's he really is you know grown into um, a, 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 from a welterweight to a 154 pound guy. He, even when he was at, at you know at, at his uh, peak, he was still having major issues making 147, Sergio, because he's a big bone guy, you know, and and um, even, when yeah. he, even when he was world champion, he, he the, the biggest problem he had was was uh, coming down in weight all the time, you know. And I think that you know I yeah. think that's going to be the case again, and I think this guy should be done. Um, I'm calling it within five rounds. Okay. That's yeah. What I'm saying within five. Yeah, rounds. I would be shocked if I, I I would be shocked if it goes more than six rounds, Mike. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I don't see it, but we'll see, Mike. It's just good to have Crawford back. Yeah. You know, in the ring because he had been kind of you know um, going back and forth as far as. I mean, he was one of these COVID deniers, which is weird, but we're not going to get into that. That's well, political well, we, and all we, that. We, but we, anyway. Crawford, yeah. Sergio, you've got to see how much desire he has because he's done it all, hasn't he, Sergio? He's a, he's a multiple weight division champion, okay? He's boxed everybody. He's beaten everybody. The top guys, he hasn't ducked anybody. Actually, they've, they've been ducking him, to tell you the truth, right, Okay. And it all re- it just it just remains to see, you know, if he's still uh, um, focused enough to keep getting himself up for fights, which I think he I think he he is, but you know, there's there's been a couple of fights where I've I've seen him get hit with punches that he wasn't getting hit with before, so I don't know what that means if that's any kind of sign of any kind I don't know, but before. This guy was hardly getting hit with with anything, Sergio. You know, and and that's what I liked. And yeah. That's what I liked about him so much was the distancing and the slipping of the shots and and going to the head, switching switching from head to body. But the way that he used to do it, okay, and still not get hit. You know what I mean? I mean, when it, when he first won the championship, when I first, you know, he came on the scene and he beat um, uh, what's that boy in Scot? What's that Scottish lad? Um. Um, what's his name, Sergio? Oh my God! Oh my word! It's on the tip of my tongue. He came to Scotland. He came to Scotland and he beat the, and he beat the um, he beat the Scottish boy. Anyway, cut a long story short. I should write these things down. I, well, well, but then again, we don't know. We're gonna we don't know. We're gonna mention. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Ricky yeah, Burns. Yeah, you're yeah, talking about Ricky yeah, Burns. Ricky Burns yeah. You know, Ricky Burns. Yeah. You know, is is a very solid technical boxer. Boxer, okay, and and. Crawford made him look absolutely ordinary, Sergio. Really, really ordinary. Yeah. Okay? And you know. Yeah, he took him yeah, apart. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, he took I him mean apart. it yeah. was it was such a polished performance. Okay, and that was from a live champion, and he came in the guy's backyard, took the title, came back, and he you know he's never looked back after that. But a couple of fights now, he got he's been hit with a couple of shots that I never normally would see him get hit by. So I don't know if that's any kind of sign or, or if the dedication is not as much as what it used to be. You know, these guys, when they're at the top for so long, Sergio, they get bored, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, no, it's true. It's a good point, Mike. It's going to be good to see him back. I think his, and, and you're right, he has been ducked or, you know, for many reasons or, you know, he's had trouble getting people in the ring. So he still lacks that quote-unquote signature win. We'll see if he can draw anybody else near, you know, and to actually get into him because he's already getting up there in age. But he's also never been beat up, Mike, so he's a pretty well-preserved yeah, fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, we'll see the, how long the, the, the other thing with uh, with Crawford that I, I believe is a weak point, okay, is that um, personality-wise, I don't think... The charisma is that of, uh, let's say, um, 
Lopez or or Davis. Oh okay, yeah, you're for okay, sure. Right? But yeah, the guy sure. is such yeah. a great fighter, okay, that he's able to to get past that with with his with his technical ability and his punching power. Again, let's go back to Haney, okay, right? Who doesn't have that, okay, but doesn't have a personality either, okay? So you see, someone like Crawford, I'm not comparing Crawford to Haney now, for God's sake. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, I don't, I, 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 I don't want to get, you know, uh, you know, my, my my feet nailed to the floor here, okay, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. character-wise. You see, you see, um, I don't think Crawford is charismatic, but he's such a great fighter. He doesn't need to be charismatic, does he, Sergio? You know what I mean? So, so you know. Yeah, his fighting speaks for itself, you know, it carries everything. Yep. No, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be an easy fight, Mike, but we'll see. You just never know. But, Mike, here, real quick, before we close it off, let me throw a couple of things at you to get your take on it. Uh, we heard, um, what was it, uh, earlier this week, I think, no, last week, uh, Canelo Alvarez is officially a free agent. So he's no longer with Golden Boy, no longer with DAZN. He's open for business, Mike. Is this a good thing or a bad thing for boxing? Uh, uh again, Sergio, I, I'm I'm all about loyalty, okay. And I think there's enough money for everybody to make, and everybody should make, okay, at that level. Now, obviously, Golden Boy has kept very quiet itself about this, and they have not, you know, um, said anything unless they have a gag order on them, okay. Um, but I, I just feel marginally, well, I don't know, I, I think it's been a little bit of disloyalty here to some degree, and I'm not a fan of that, Sergio, you know, I mean, I mean, that, 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 yeah. that Golden Boy took, took, um, uh, Canelo when he was signed with another promoter, and basically if they never took him, okay, right, this specific promoter would have 100% got... Canelo knocked off. There's no question about it, okay, right? Okay, because that's what this promoter does. We both know who the promoter is. I'm not going to mention who he is because we're not here to uh, to say bad things about anybody, okay, right? But this specific promoter, okay, would have would have cashed this kid out, I mean, from the beginning of his career, okay, right? And overmatched him, got him beat, and Canelo probably wouldn't be where he is today. And, you know... Um, Golden Boy took him over. Golden Boy, you know, uh, uh, got behind him. They've they've, they've uh, spent a lot of money, okay. Regardless if they're getting it from the promote from the TV networks and so forth, they still are spending it, okay, right. And I think that Canelo, in my opinion, should have should have shown a little bit more loyalty. Now, having said that. We obviously don't know what the real beef is by and between them, okay, as to what really has happened for them to split, okay? Because at one stage, you know, Canelo was saying that he would never split from from Oscar. That's what he was saying, okay, right? And I remember that. Yeah. And you remember that as well, yes. okay? So I don't know what happened, but I I feel that, you know, if somebody has been instrumental in making you multi-millions, then what is the reason why you want to break away and ruin that and not let everybody eat a piece of the pie, you know? How much money can somebody yeah, no, no. how much money can somebody conceivably spend, okay, right? Cuz you know, it, you know when you get money, you go and buy a nice fancy car, you know, you buy your your mother a house, you know, you give you put you load up their bank accounts. You know, you you go and buy all the toys, the you know the the watches, the yachts, the this, the that, and the rest of it. Okay, and then when when you've done all of that, okay, all you really have, okay, is your loyal friends that you can trust. Okay, right. So, you know, I don't know. I I I I kind of like feel a bit weird about this because I I'm a very loyal person. So, um. For me, loyalty is sacred. So I, I just feel, without me knowing the the 100% truth of what is really behind this, because I don't believe that any, everybody is, every, anyone's told us the real truth, okay? I just feel that, you know, that Canelo should have stayed with Golden Boy till the end, you know, till death do us part, as they say, okay? 
and both continue to make money, okay? You know what I mean? Why shouldn't Golden Boy yeah. uh, uh, make their money, okay? Why why shouldn't they do that? You know? Now, unless, unless, yeah. unless Oscar has been a very naughty boy, okay, and done things that he shouldn't have done and not disclosed certain cash flows or whatever, okay, right? Then the demographic changes, okay, right? But, you know... We're never going to know that, are we, Sergio? You know, so I mean, so all I can go on now is I wish, I wish them both the best of luck. Um, I think that you know Ryan Garcia are following the footsteps of uh, of um, Canelo. I think uh, uh, that they've also had their their backwards and forwards disagreements. Okay, right, and now that they're both being trained under the same uh, banner. Okay, right. I think that it's just a matter of time before Garcia does the same thing, and then Golden Boy, you know, it's, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna need um, some uh, flagship fighters. Okay, so if I was Oscar, I would start, you know, looking for the next stars. You know. Yeah, he's got the right now. Mike Ryan Garcia um, and Virgil Ortiz. Ortiz, remember the name? I've been right. talking about him. He's going to be a, an absolute monster at 147, okay. Mike. Okay. Like, absolute. Yeah. Now, they do have Jaime Munguia. Munguia is what he is, but he's popular. That's the good thing about Munguia, you know, at 160. Not that he's a top 160 guy, but he shows up to fight. You know, he, he's he got balls, Mike. He takes a good punch. He delivers a good punch. And he's very popular, especially in Mexico, like humongous, you know. So they got some people to work with to, to pull them through the next couple of years while they're, like, retooling and rebuilding, well, if well, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, well see how that goes. You know what my, my, yeah. um, my opinion is, and it's only my opinion here, okay. I, I don't understand why Golden Boy was, you know, um, at the same competitive level as Top Rank. Okay, after Oscar created Golden Boy, okay, and um, they haven't been able to be consistent, okay, and keep on developing fighter after fighter after fighter. And you would have thought that um, Oscar, after Oscar was promoted by Top Rank, okay, that he would have seen that mechanism, that model, and followed suit in that fashion, okay, right? And plus, plus with his... Um, quality, you know, appeal that Oscar has, because let's face it, okay, right, Oscar is one of the biggest draws in boxing history, okay, you know, you would have thought that they would have been able to be consistent, it seems like as soon as, when uh, when Richard Schaefer left, okay, and I'm not saying now that Schaefer is the reason why Golden Boy was successful, but it seems to me that they haven't been able to be consistent and keep on for, you know, uh, creating the fighters that they need to be uh, creating to stay at that level of the 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 top the top echelon in the business. Okay, okay, you know we've had TV change over, but Sergio, you know they made a they made a deal with the Zone. Okay, and you would have thought that if they would have had you know a, a, a real stable of fighters, you know. They would have been able to do what Top Rank's doing with ESPN, and it hasn't. Yeah, it well, hasn't happened, yeah. does it, Sergio? It hasn't, you know. Well, well, Mike. One of the deals here is that they did. They actually renegotiated with the Zone, so they're still going to continue with the Zone. Golden Boy is still going to be. I don't want to say the exclusive promoter, um, but it does. Other than Matchroom, obviously, but it does appear that. You know, they're because they have Ryan Garcia, Virgil, you know, Ortiz, Jojo Diaz, and Munguia. Um, so they, they redid their contract, but they're going to continue uh, promoting and, and uh, using the zone as their main platform. So, they don't have enough fighters, Sergio. No, I agree with you. Top rank. I agree with you, Mike. Top rank, that's the difference between them and top rank. Top rank always have the reserve, okay, right, they've always got the new, the new, look, look at this, look at the, the Inagria guy with, from Taken now, that they, that they managed to do a co-promotional deal with, okay, right, do you know how, you know how huge of a fighter this Japanese guy is going to be, Sergio, you're talking about this guy going through, walking through three, four divisions, you understand what I mean, this guy, okay, they, they haven't, yeah. they haven't managed to do that, they're kind of like, in my opinion, put all their eggs in one basket with Canelo 
and thought that, you know, that was it. You know, we've got the biggest star in boxing. We don't need to do anything else, you know. And I think that's the attitude. Yeah. It seems to me that that's the attitude that was taken. Well, But, you know, a promotional company never sleeps. It needs to keep on finding the next stars all the time, okay? No matter what, okay, right? You can't just say, oh, you know, we're from Mexican descent. Automatically, any Mexican fighter that's going to want to go pro is going to go with Golden Boy. Well, they don't, do they? They, they also go with top rank more so, don't they, Sergio? You know what I mean? So, 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 yeah, absolutely. so, so you know, you, you've got to be able to have that mechanism in there. And I think that the difference is, they had they've they've got the, their guys like Trampler, you know. Um, I think he's retired now. But when they had Trampler, Trampler was very instrumental in in top rank becoming, you know, the force that it was with the right fights, the right signings, and so forth. And they've got their other, you know, uh, 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 lower 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 level um, um, matchmakers that they that they have in top rank that go out and keep finding fighters. You know, these guys are relentless on the, on this issue. I don't think that Golden Boy has that. You know what I mean, Sergio? I think that they they rely too much on third and fourth parties. But, you know, to go out and find fighters is hard work, Sergio, to, to, to scout the fighters, to physically go and find them. It's, it's, you're talking, it's a 24-hour job search. You know what I mean? Very, very, very difficult job. Yeah. And, and, and what they've done as well is... They've kind of like stayed in one market, which is a Latino market. Okay, they haven't signed any, you know, yeah. European fighters or any any UK fighters or you know. Oh, oh, sorry, they 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 did they did have Linares that was retaken, but that was another Latino guy, wasn't it, Sergio? You know, so I mean, you know, yeah, they haven't broadened their horizons. They kind of like stayed in one pocket, and I think that's that's what's hurt them, Sergio, because I think. The people that work in there, that's what they know. They don't know anything else. I, I think at one stage, they tried to break into the UK market, okay, when they were they were coming over here, uh, doing certain, bringing certain fighters or whatever, but they, but they never managed to, like, you know, um, do any, any kind of uh, deals with anybody, really, you know? You know what I mean? And, and a couple of Irish guys that they signed as well, Okay, like the quickly, the uh, Jason quickly guy. Go. I mean, you know, what's the point in signing somebody like that? You know what I mean, Sergio? You know, so I mean, I, I think I think yeah. they got a little bit of um, dust in their eyes on certain things. You know, that's my opinion. Yeah, Mike, I'll I'll put I'll close it this way. Top Rank was had everything set up, their infrastructure and everything so well that. They were able to survive losing Oscar De La Hoya when he exactly. left. They were able to survive. They were able to survive losing Floyd Mayweather when he left. You know, they were able to survive. They've been able to like survive and reinvent themselves. I think. I think Golden Boy with the loss of Canelo, at least for the near future, they go back to just being a regional promoter. You know, and maybe that's a good thing. That gives them a chance to root tool or yeah, whatever, maybe. but they definitely have maybe. to sort out a lot of problems. Maybe, but, but I mean, when you sign, when you do a deal with somebody like Bernard Hopkins, who I should imagine the reason they did that deal was because he was going to bring in the, you know, the American, you know, East Coast or, or you know, um, uh, North... The Philly yeah, fighters. Yeah, the no, Philly no, and all that, Philly yeah. Fighters, but, you know, the... The Northwest, you know, just the American, the American guys, the 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 white, the black guys, and so forth. You know what I mean? It didn't happen, did it? I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, you never really saw any of these any any of these guys. And the ones that did come out of Philadelphia, okay, they weren't really well beaten, Sergio. They were just like typical Philadelphia fighters, okay, right? So, so I mean, I just don't feel. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, top rank. Uh, did survive after all the all the hits that they took, okay, right? And and it it, it seems that that Golden Boy is surviving, but barely. And I think they will be a regional promoter to some degree. And that's not a shame because I think that you know if they if they did the whole of California, I think they will no one they will stand unopposed, Sergio. You know what I mean? But you know I think they're gonna if, yeah. if they survive. I think it, you know, they make a strong comeback, 
If they, but they've got to find talent. They need talent, Sergio. That's what they need, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it works out for them. But either way, Mike, um, we're going to go ahead and sign off here now with uh, that as a closing statement here. Everyone needs talent, Golden Boy, more than anyone at this point if they want to stay relevant. So, all right, everyone, thanks a lot for listening in again. We really appreciate it. Keep coming back here. As you know, we're giving you the best analysis and breakdown of fights and upcoming fights and everything. We continue to grow and get better. So, for Mike Michael, I'm Sergio Martinez. Thanks for joining us here on Combat Planet.